Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's John. Yes! 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 Oh, it's yes! Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. To the edge of the John penalty area. Pierce heads it away. Yes! And there it is. Sort of what? Sort of promoted. We're in the championship. Lots of uh, people now talking to you about contracts. Thought that uh, this uh, this will help uh, in that uh, in that in those discussions that you're going to have from the off season. But I guess uh, it's now about just enjoying tonight and enjoying the, enjoying the summer. Yeah, enjoy the night. Enjoy the night, and then uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Some big news breaking out of Charlton Athletic in the last hour. The club say they've been unable to agree terms with manager Lee Bowyer over a new contract. Elsewhere, Lee Bowyer says he never wanted to leave the club he loves and is pleased to have agreed a contract extension to his managerial contract at Charlton. The former Addicts midfielder looks set to end his tenure last night, just weeks after guiding Charlton back to the championship. But this morning, it was revealed he had agreed to a new deal. Basically, my wife rang me up and said, Lee, like, what's going on? After I'd come off the phone to the owner. So I spoke to Roland after the statement and I wasn't even aware of it. And you are now closer to, to selling the club, it seems, than ever. Well, it is uh, unclear, but it is certainly not days, if you ask my, my opinion. So, But uh, it is true that uh, because we came back to championship, the interest is now uh, improved again. Who is that? Back. Ben Burrington is back. Johnny, you're now, once again, officially a Charlton player. How does that feel? Yeah, I'm delighted. Tom, welcome to the Valley. How does it feel to be a Charlton player? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's going to be tough. Like, there's no getting away from it. At the moment, whenever we think that we've got a player over the line, this is the most frustrating thing for me at the moment, is that whenever we think that we've got a player, then someone just comes and outbids us. Um, and unfortunately, that's something we can't control. And, and and there's some good players that have slipped through our fingers. But that's the hard thing to accept, you know, because like, I do believe if, if 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 we really had a go, then I think that we could do really well in this league. Um but it's just tough. Like I, I know what the situation is and I accept the situation. I, I'm I'm not making any excuses. And we have our budget and that's it. And if someone comes and bids more and offers more, there's nothing we can do. We c- we're working all the hours. Myself, Steve Gallen, we're working all the hours that we can and looking at players constantly. 
every single day, right up to the evenings and through the evenings. And so it, it's tough because people were laughing at us. Like, an agent would say, oh, yeah, what do you have to offer for this player? And people were laughing. Like, I've had agents laughing, like, how are you meant to compete with that, what you're offering? And that's the, that's the situation we're in. Whether we like it or not, that's the situation. But we'll just keep going and, and we will get people in. I, I know that. But it's just frustrating for, for myself and, and Steve when we're working so hard to, and we think we've got someone and then someone's just out business. In another fascinating summer here at the Valley. Good evening and welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me here in the studio at the Valley as we get ready to gear up for our first season back in the Championship. Oh, it's a packed house. We've got Mr. Tom Wallin over there. How are you doing, Tom? Very good. You had a good, good summer? Yeah, it's been all right. It's looking, gone very fast. Yeah, you're looking well because we Thank were in the you. playoffs, as uh, as as reminded there at the start of the of the, uh, of the intro. Uh, we are in the we were in the playoffs, so therefore summer was about three days long. Mm. Uh, also here, Mr. Lewis Cat. How you doing, Lewis? Yeah, good mate. How are you? Yeah, good. How was your summer? Yeah, good. Again, yeah. went quick, but yeah. yeah, happy to be back, mate. You look, are you buzzing? Back. Absolutely, I buzzing. am buzzing, kind yeah. of. We yeah. all are. We all are in our Why own not? in our own way. And also, of course, joining us here is Mr. Nathan Muller. Nathan, how are you feeling? Living the dream. Oh, oh it feels so <laughs> good. It's, football, baby. It feels so good to hear Nathan say living the dream after so long without it. Um, great to have you here as well, Nathan. Good, good summer. Yeah, yeah. Looking good, on not the squad front, huh? Yeah, it's going to say you've got your, got your boots because we're needing a couple of midfielders, oh, possibly. Like on our performances on that day after the playoff final, I don't uh, think we're getting a chance. Yeah, let's said about that. Our one fan, our one fan who came to yeah. watch us that night tweeted us abuse, didn't Hello. she? Young, yeah. uh, young Ellie, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Was about was hey, look, we were, we're delighted to have you all back here on Charlton Live on the, this evening's show. We're going to hear, of course, from the gaffer, Lee Bowie, who's going to look ahead to our season back in the Championship. He's also going to talk about the uh, possibility of uh, Anthony Dixiel, uh being a target for Middlesbrough and Bristol City. We'll hear what he has to say on that. We'll discuss all the incomings and the outgoings uh, in, in pre-season. We'll, of course, talk about the lack of a takeover. We heard there from Roland Duchatelet uh, briefly in the intro. Um, he's, he's been up to his old tricks, hasn't he, <laughs> throughout the summer. So we'll speak about that uh, card of release, a statement as well. We want to know what you guys think uh, ahead of the campaign. Uh, you can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live. You can head over to the Charlton Live for him and have your say on tonight's show let us know how you think we're gonna uh, we're gonna get on this season because you know we've we've made a, a fair few signings but we've also still got some very big gaps in our squad so let us know what you think uh, on those methods and of course we're going to look ahead specifically uh, to the game with Blackburn Rovers on Saturday we're going to hear from Rich Sharp from the Lancashire Telegraph uh, and of course Lee Bayer once again will tell us how the squad is shaping up in terms of fitness for that game so uh, Tom last season mm. promotion Against all the odds, it was one of the best days of our collective lives over there at Wembley Stadium when Patrick Bauer, now gone, unfortunately, uh, scored the winner. Um, it's been comings and goings, as you'd expect, since then. How are you feeling going into the season? It's a big step up to the Championship. Massive, yeah. Um, I'm still buzzing about Wembley, to be honest. Um, and I've kind of 
decided that whatever happens this year, I'm not going to let it ruin that because we're in for a tough season for sure. But whatever happens this season, it, you know, even if we finish bottom, it, nothing can take away what happened last season. Um, obviously, I hope that doesn't happen. And to be honest, I'm slightly, I, I am fairly hopeful. I don't think we're going to go down. Uh, our squad at the moment is nowhere near enough, uh, big enough. But I, I just, I have so much faith in Boya and the work that he can do. We were just saying off air before the show, I just don't see our team rolling over for anyone. Um, and it's going to be a massive challenge, but I'm just really excited for the season, I think. And ask me again at Christmas when we're really struggling. But at the moment, it's it's anticipation and excitement because we're playing some proper teams again. We get to visit some good grounds and we get to test ourselves at a, a higher level. And I'm really looking forward to that. Obviously, the mentality around the place towards the end of last season, Lewis, was one of, you know, we're a team chasing promotion whatever happens in whatever was happening off the field then and still is now at the end of last season we were on excellent form beating almost every team that that we came up against and we ended it on such a high at Wembley I mean that momentum you assume it's going to be halted by the fact that there has been such a turnover of players now of course we've brought in a fair amount of defensive players I think and you know I think the defence is pretty much sorted uh, there's a couple of the strikers coming obviously we've got Johnny Williams again some big players from last year but there are as we know those gaps in, in that side now midfield you know we lost some huge players from there uh, and possibly even striker as well we might need at least one more you know, well we definitely need at least one more maybe two um, you know, are we worried that we've wasted an opportunity to build on that momentum, or how are you seeing it yourself? Well, I mean, I do feel like we've wasted a bit of an opportunity so far. Obviously, the window's open for another another week or so, so there's time to get some people in. You know, realistically, it's going to be loans. Would we like some permanence? Of course, we would. And when you look at what other people in the league are, are doing in terms of their transfer business, we just can't compete with that, and that's obviously. A real shame, um, given how much of a high we ended last season. And I think it's going to be a bit of a crash back down to reality, if you like, this season. We know we're not going to win as many games. Uh, it's based on how the squad looks at the moment. It's going to be a real struggle. Um, and I think we're going to have to adapt as a club and as supporters to sort of taking it on the chin every now and then. We probably are going to get a hiding a few times this year. Um, but I'm sure, you know, like like Tom said there, I've got all the faith in Lee Bowyer and you know, we just we've got to get behind him and, and get behind the squad. And I I think that we're we're good enough to stay up as well. I think it's going to be a real dogfight. It'll probably go down to the last day, but we've got to give it a real go. We didn't didn't have all that hard work last season for nothing. You know, regardless of the squad situation, we've got to give it a real go. We've got to get behind the boys, and and that's all we can do really. Obviously, Nathan. A lot of people will look at the bookies' odds to see how from outside people think we're going to fare, and, and we're, we're down there as as, as relegation favourites along with Barnsley. I mean, how are, you, how are you feeling ahead of that? Because the, book, the bookies are rarely wrong, uh, wrong. And obviously, I mean, Boya said that we've got the lowest budget in the championship and we're losing out on players to clubs who go and sign for, for League One clubs. You know, we know, we re- you know we're being laughed at. He said it himself on, on Saturday. Um, do you feel as confident as Lewis and Tom that we, that we can stay up? Yeah, but um, I mean, I'm relishing it. I, I'm No pressure. So we're going into it in a... In a predicament where we're not at our strongest is an understatement um, but I think being you know the underdog and having all of this sort of stuff going against us I'm enjoying it and we've been down in that league one for ages it seems and I'm sorry but if it means I ain't going Rochdale and Gillingham I'll take this and I'm like Tom I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it even if I know we're not going to win every game mm. but I think we'll we'll be hard to beat I don't think we'll get like pounded 
Uh, we're not going to win every game. Of course we ain't. But I'm looking forward to it because I think the pressure's off. Just enjoy yourselves. And I think everyone who's coming back, just get behind the boys because they're going to need you now more than anything because we are fighting uphill. And if we can get, if we can try and make our home form as, as, as amazing as possible, even if it was a fraction of last year, we've got a big chance. Guarantee we get Gillingham and Rochdale in both the Cups <laughs> now you've said that. Right, um, Lee Boyer had his first press day of the season uh, earlier on today and he was asked with all the difficulties and uncertainty off the pitch and a lack of bodies in key areas on it, does he think that the Addicts can be competitive this season? Define competitive. If you mean at the top end, then I think that's going to be hard with with the budget um, to stay in the division then yeah I think we'll compete um, like I said we have winners in there they won a lot last year are we going to win as many games this year probably not I'm a realist um, but if you ask me do I think that we'll compete to stay in the division then yeah no matter who we bring through the door now I believe in in, in the players that we have now we, I know we would make the right recruitment and um, we're bringing the best that we can. And I believe in, in us as coaches and, and my staff that, that we'll improve the players that we have. We've done it last year, so we'll do it again this year. You say you're a realist is the target to stay in the division? Yeah, for sure. For sure, stay in the division and then rebuild. Um, obviously, the owner's trying to sell the club, and and then it, I don't know when that's going to happen, but. If it happened this season, then maybe next season would be a time then you, you start trying to compete a bit more and just rebuild the club again, I think, and, and try and make us stable. So there we go, Lee Bayer. Um Defining how what, what you mean by competitive. Um, I mean, you know, he says Charlton are going to go out, they're going to they're gonna make sure they do everything in their power to stay up. It's going to be tough. We are going to be losing games this season. That's a fact. You know, we have come up from a, a poor League One into a championship that is, you know, I, it, from from the outside, some of the football you see on Sky Sports watching the championship this last couple of seasons, it looks like a hell of a step up. Um, I actually asked Rich Sharp from the, the Lancashire Telegraph because, of course, Blackburn made that jump the season before we did. And are you moisturising there, Nathan? In the <laughs> in the middle of the show, amazing. Um, <laughs> And uh, and and he's and he said it didn't seem so much of a step up for Blackburn, but don't forget they probably had a championship squad in League One two years ago. So it is going to be it's going to take a lot of getting used to being back in that at that level where you know there's some very good teams you know that we're going to be coming up against over the next few weeks. Yeah, um, and my positivity, like I am looking forward to the season. I am relishing the challenge. I'm not stupid enough to think that this is going to be easy. This is going to be a real struggle and. You asked Lewis earlier whether this is a missed opportunity. It's a massive missed opportunity because with four or five more players, I really think we could make a good push for it. But Roland's made the decisions he has. Um, that's not doesn't look like it's going to be happening. So we've got to make do. It's going to be a struggle for sure. But Boyer's said it. We can surprise a few teams. And I don't think since he's been manager, I don't think Boyer's been wrong about very much. Even in the games we've lost or when we've been down, you know, he's everything he says still seems to come to pass. And I've just got so much faith in him um, and, and Nath was right earlier that home form is going to be so key and we said it on the on the comms against Villa it's so important that if we do start to lose a couple of games or we do go a goal down early at home against the likes of a, a Stoke or a, someone who spent a lot of money we've got to stick behind the boys because you know that this team is never going to give up you know they're going to fight for absolutely everything and with the crowd behind them who knows it, it's going to be tough I would fully expect us to be in the lower half of the table but 
if we can get up there a little bit towards mid-table, for me, that's a, a massive achievement. Mm. I mean, there's still a week to, to go in the, in the transfer window. It closes in, uh, before the, 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 the home game against, uh, uh, against Stoke next, next week. And in fact, I think we'll have a, a live big match preview transfer deadline day special as well. So that'd be quite interesting. I mean, how, how vital is it, Lewis, that we... Well, there's five loanies up for grabs. How vital is it that we, that we fill those spaces? Massively, because you look at what we require and it's, it's in key positions. And uh, we've got big bodies to replace. You know, we've, we've already touched on the fact that we've lost the likes of Josh Cullen, Joe Aribo, Christian Bielik as well. Um, it's going to be tough to try and get that, that sort of profile of player in. But then again, I think Boyer touched on it in his press day today. Clubs are going to look at what we did with the likes of Christian Bielik and Josh Cullen last year in terms of their development and they're going to want to send their young players here to to progress in in the men's game and that can work to our benefit of course but we have, we have got a lot of business to do and I'm hoping that that Boya gets everything over the line that he that he wants mm-hmm. I mean I'm trying not to get too down about it because we were in a really similar position this time last year I imagine if you listen to our big match preview Sunderland away last year we were in a similar mood in terms of squad size and, and squad capability and mm. look how we ended up. So yeah, try not to get too down. So Of course, the, 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 in a weird benefit this, this year, because last season we could loan players all the way pretty much up to the end of August, we had the first five games before we had a, a squad that was that was filled whereas this year it ends earlier so hopefully that will help us in terms of um uh getting all our our bits and pieces in in, in place after only one game which in a way will, will will surely help us um the signings that have come in so far Nath, who, who do you think standing out for you um I'd say i like lucky i know a lot of people on the on a forum don't really like him but Everyone loves the scapegoat early doors, don't they? But no, I like I like Lockyer. He looks he looks quite solid. Deji's big and strong, um, but I still think the key areas that we needed are those three that have been missing. So it, I think it's the the key signings are going to be these loans, and obviously with the Billick and Cullen. Well, obviously it looks like they're not coming. Um, it's going to be important to replace those. I mean, replacing a Rebo, Billick and Cullen ain't going to be an easy feat. But I like what he's done defensively, which is good because you've got to start from the back. So any fundamental game of football wasn't it yeah um of course um over the course of the summer we, we we sort of had it in the montage at the start there it's been a, a fairly interesting summer as we're getting used to now these days tom um sort of uh, uh, fairly early on we got to the stage where it didn't look like lee bayer's contract was going to be uh, secured and then all of a sudden there's a statement on the website saying that we have failed to come to an agreement two hours later it's sorted i mean what what was going through your mind then because if Boga goes and we're still under these constraints then we could have been in all sorts of trouble yeah that was it um that was it for me i was i tried not to be too hot-headed in those sort of situations and too reactive but honestly if he'd have gone i'd have seriously debated whether i wanted my season ticket this year because i i understand to a point the the cost-cutting measures and everything else that he's got with his view to trying to in inverted commas trying to sell the club um, but you, with what Poe achieved last year, you, you give him the world. You give him absolutely everything because he's the reason everything last season happened. Him along with, with Gallen and, and, and Jacko and, and the squad they built, that all comes from the manager. And I was so angry when I saw it come out that he hadn't given him what he wanted. I, like I say, I was ready to just turn my season ticket back and say, no, nah, I'm, I'm done now. Um, but uh, as things go, it's it's a typical Roland mess and... Like you say, two hours later, I, mean, I don't remember ever seeing anything like it in football before. Uh, it's from the sound of it, Boya didn't even know that he wasn't wanted at the club anymore. Um, 
seems like the statement was put out in a fit of rage once again, uh, along with yesterday's by the sound of things. Or was it today he put one out? Um, yeah, complete mess. Uh, I'm just so glad at the end of it, we come out with Boya still in charge. But well, it's just uh, another one to add to the long list, isn't it? Mm, I mean, it highlights the, the difficult situation that he has to work under, Lee Boya, um, Lewis. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's ties his hands behind his back in terms of the budget that he, he now has. I mean, Tom mentioned, you know, Roland, it's is all about cost-cutting to try and make the club more attractive but I kind of see any owner worth their salt who's going to come in and eventually buy it off him is going to try and run it on a shoestring like that so it doesn't make any sense he'd come in and spend a bit more money anyway so I don't really see why that makes much sense but I mean it, it, it's so confusing as to why he's still here I mean we saw the the, the statement and, and the chat he had on TalkSport throughout the week where he's sort of implying that you'd be mad to take over a championship football club and to an extent again you can understand yeah championship football clubs are expensive to run and they they do lose a lot of money but that's what the case is I mean again if the financial fair play rules change since you came in there's an easy way out of it for it for no for it to no longer be your problem just sell it sell it at a much more reasonable price and everyone because you have had buyers interested they will take it off your hands and they will take over those running costs which they're not stupid they're they're well aware of well, exactly, and and sort of putting Lee Bowie's hands behind his back in terms of a budget is surely making it less attractive of a prospect. Because if by the time he sells, which you know God only knows when that's going to be, we're back in League One again, it's not as attractive. No matter what he says about how expensive it is to run a club in the Championship, if you if you've got an offer to go and buy a club at the moment which is in the Championship, it's got a manager that everybody backs and is behind. It's got the fans sort of turning back on side in terms of the playing staff the higher promotion, it's an attractive prospect. If you come back in next summer, buy buy at a lower price, of course, but we've just been relegated. We've just lost a load of players. We might have lost Lee Bowyer halfway through the season because he's getting fed up and another club's come in and, and taken him from our hands. And how does that make it a more attractive prospect? I just think as a how he's made his money, I'll never know because in terms of it's just simple business, surely, that to make, to sell it while it's attractive. And the asking price, like you said the other day on Talk Sports, saying that he hasn't upped the price, we all know that that isn't true. So, well, yeah, there's certainly just, an assumption it was, and there yeah, was. I mean, Simon Jordan just, said he didn't think it was no, uh, the, the case. It's just, it's just a bit ridiculous, and what I think it's just ridiculous. It's crazy how much Lee Bowie has taken on his shoulders in terms of keeping the club afloat with the fans because like you say if, like Tom said there if we'd lost Lee Bowyer in the summer it would have been absolute mm. chaos going into this season Well a statement came out this afternoon from Card as well actually the uh, coalition against Roland Duchatelet said as a result of Lee Bowyer's fine works uh, and the efforts of the staff and players last season Roland Duchatelet was gifted a window of opportunity to sell Chelton uh, to one of the several interested parties uh, he once again has failed to do so and now claims uh, that the parties have been deterred by the level of investment needed uh, they, they uh, dispute this with, with some facts that come up and said like um uh, the, the amount of clubs that haven't lost £15 million a year, which is what he sort of implied that championship clubs have to do. Uh, it talks about clubs um, you know, being sold and bought in the championship since the changes to the fair, financial fair play took to, uh, took hold in 2016. So they've uh, you know, refuted a lot of what Duchatelet has said. And now they've added um, that uh, they are going to uh, start to plan... Uh, lawful direct action over the next few uh, weeks and months in terms of protests against uh, Roland Duchatelet and his collaborators Richard Murray of course a non-executive chairman here and uh, Livin de Turk uh, Roland's uh, right-hand man over here uh, trying to sell the club from from Belgium so interesting I mean it's with the the way that 
you know, we, we have got promoted last season, but that doesn't really make any difference to the way that Roland's operated. So therefore, you're not surprised it doesn't make any difference to the fact that, that Card is still frustrated by it, Nave. No, but um, I don't, it's hard because um, every time I read about it, it's just boring. If I'm on, <laughs> it is. It's, it's boring. It's so boring. I've, I'm just bored of it all. But um, I don't know. It, I don't know if it's going to affect him or not. I mean, we all want it to affect him, and just and when he comes out and says, you know, you have to make a lot. You don't have to do anything. I was holding a gun to his head, saying, "You got to own us. You could sell us. You could run it better. That's how you make save more money." Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's not going to change anything really, and and that's it's just that ever ever lasting dark cloud that seems to be hanging over, and which we're trying to shoo away somehow. And wishing Michael Fish can choose that or say that's going away, but it's not. Um, and until the day he someone is crazy enough to meet his valuation or the so-called valuation, then it's going to be like that. Mm, Fabio tweets and said, uh, uh, you should get Richard Murray to, to have a first comment on the new Charlton card press relief, although he's confident uh, that he won't pick up the phone. And then uh, Valley Voice says, more card drivel. Do they not realise that it's like Groundhog Day, push him too much and he will fold the club? I mean, he's not going to fold the club, Valley Voice, because then he does lose all of his money. And that would, I mean, that would, doesn't make any sense. I mean, uh, you never know. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. that's a good point, actually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We'll write it off. Yeah. Right, let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live. Let's remember some happier times. Uh, when we come back, we're still going to discuss the, the rumours around Anthony Dick still uh, at the moment. We're going to talk about, in more in-depth, the players that have come in. And, of course, we've still got to look ahead to, uh, to, to next season and to, to Blackburn Rovers coming up on, uh, on, on Saturday. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there, pierces there. Bowers with a header. And it's John. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, now there is one bit of audio that is never ever going to get old right welcome back to Charlton Live this is the big match preview we're looking ahead to the brand new championship season uh, Blackburn Rovers away for the Addicts coming up this Saturday as we uh, get ready to take on a, a higher uh, division now um, first things first I think we'll, we'll uh, address the situation with Anthony Dick still now uh, of course we've we have lost a few players this this summer plenty of loanies have gone back we've lost big players like Joe Rebo, Patrick Bauer of course um so we, we're in a situation where we don't really want to be losing uh, anymore. Now, we know that last week uh, a bid uh, did come in for Anthony uh, Dick still. Uh, we were told that it was uh, declined by Renan de Chatelet. Boyer said this, I think, on Saturday or, or, or yeah, at some point during last week. Uh, now, he was asked about that again uh, today, and there has been an update. Yeah, so Anthony uh, Middlesbrough came in. The owner said he's not for sale. Um... So we've spoken to the owner, uh, explained the situation. Middlesbrough's come in again. Um, and Bristol City are interested as well. It's another young lad that he's only had one full season last season and then now all of a sudden clubs are interested. So it shows that the work we're doing here behind the scenes is good. Looks like Christian Billet's going to be going to Derby for like 10 million now. He, this time last year, what was he worth? You know, so 
Josh Cullen is now playing, he's in and around West Ham's first team, they're keeping it. Joe Rebo's gone and playing in Scotland. So it's. But Carlin went to Huddersfield. All these young lads that have come here are now blossoming somewhere else and, and moving on. And it's good to see, like for me as a coach and, and my coaching staff, to see these players come and, and develop. But it's hurting us at the same time, you know, because obviously we've lost Joe. Anthony, don't know what's going to happen with Anthony. Um, Carden left at a crucial time of the season last season, so it's difficult because we have to keep juggling and, and trying to rebuild. But it, it shows that we're doing good work. So then, a West Ham, the Arsenal's, they see what we do with their kids when they do loan them to us, and so we can build that relationship for the future. So there we go. Some some good news in there. That obviously uh, the 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 way that we've improved some of these loanies that have come to us is going to be uh, a good sign to to big clubs. They might want to send their players to us again. But we're all going to just concentrate on the Anthony Dick still bit at first because he's the player who's currently uh, in our, in our squad. Who Boya, I mean, he did say he doesn't know what's going to happen now. If Duchatelet has turned down the first bid. You hope he's going to stay strong and turn down the second bid. And there has been windows at times where we thought, oh, so-and-so is definitely going to go this window, but they don't. But eventually players do do tend to go. And if there's money to be had, then you won't be surprised if he takes it. Um, I mean, we've got Solly as well. had his testimonial last weekend. But, I mean, defence is pretty much the only place where we've currently got two players in every position. And Anthony's really come on over the last season or so. So, I mean, it would be disappointing if we were to lose him. Yeah, I'd be gutted. Um Obviously, we could use the money to spend elsewhere, couldn't we? So I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure well, Roland will. <laughs> yeah, no, that's going straight in his back pocket. And we were just saying off air there. The rumor is about two million uh, for for my money. If that's what gets offered, it, he's gone. I, I can't imagine Roland turning that amount down. Although obviously we don't know. I don't know what the first bid was, but yes, we've got Solly, and we know how reliable Solly is, and we know he he has done it at this level in the past, but. As we've said, the the defence is our strongest part and we've got two people for every position. And my worry is, as soon as you start reducing that, then then that becomes an issue as well. Um, And you're right, Anthony's come on a lot. He's obviously unproven at this level. I'm really excited to see what he can do. But I wonder if uh, a club who perhaps is trying to make playoffs or, or even the top two is really the place for him at the moment, at this stage in his career. Be about whether Boya can can uh, have that conversation with him and whether of course Roland can continue to turn those those offers down but um, yeah he's certainly a player I'd like to keep hold of we know Solly struggles playing the old Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday so yeah it's a difficult one uh, as far as I'm concerned if the right offer comes in and it sounds like those teams are pretty persistent and there's a bit of a bidding war going on um, Roland will take take the money and run I mean obviously uh Bows, they're also talking about the, the players that we did have last season that we have lost. Um, the likes of Joe Rebo, Cullen and Billick. Uh, I mean, Cullen uh, is going to stay at West Ham. Billick, it sounds like it's going to sign for Derby for big money that we couldn't even dream of um, spending. I mean, there is a huge hole in that midfield. I mean, we're, I mean I'm mean, i brilliant that, that Johnny Williams has signed on. Um, he, he's going to be big for us. And Nike can play 10 as well. He, he looks the part from what I've seen. I, did, I wasn't there on Saturday, but elsewhere uh, in, in other preseason games, he's looked the part. Uh, Deji Osjelaja can play at the base of a diamond. But, I mean, there's no denying that we're light in terms of experience in midfield and perhaps championship quality. I mean, Prattley has got the experience. Lapsley and Morgan are 
probably too young for the championship. I mean, Lapsley has had a fair bit more football than Morgan has. Morgan's probably going to go out on loan, according to Bayer. I mean, it's clear that we are light in that area, isn't it? Oh, massively. And obviously in that list as well, we got Forster Kasky. Didn't really kick a ball last year because he was injured. And it's a step up for him as well to come in. And he's probably, is he completely match fit at the moment? Probably not, even with the pre-season behind him. So that's going to be a tough step up for him. Prattley was really important towards the tail end of League One, but... Can he cope in the championship starting as well? I'm not too sure. Uh, and you mentioned Lapsley and Morgan. both. Things. I think I, I have a feeling Lapsley's got enough to do make the step up. I, I feel like Lapsley's going to have a really big season this year. Um, and I, I, to be honest, I'd be surprised if Bowes loans out Morgan at the moment because we haven't got anybody at all. Mm. Uh, it depends what happens now, but obviously between now and next and next week. So mm. we'll see. But yeah, midfield... We're, we're hugely short and it's so important especially yeah. a lot of battles are won in midfield yeah. and we it's, haven't really got anyone it's hard really right now to gauge exactly where the squad is going to end up because we don't know until next week really in terms of those loanee signings but yeah we're, we're certainly looking light in, in, in places but, I mean we have had some players that have come in um, the first one was Macaulay Bond uh, we've had uh, these are in no particular order because then I couldn't remember what order they came in but Chuck Zanike joined Tom Lockyer uh, Ben Perrington came back Ben Amos came back which was a surprise we've got two very good goalkeepers there in my opinion uh, Johnny Williams Deji Austria Larger all coming in Taylor Maloney has just joined uh, Newport County on loan in the last few moments as well so that's another one out but he was unlikely uh, to, to be a starter this season but um, Naif uh, you, you're looking at that, that that list of players that have come in I mean who stands out for you who, who do you think could be the, 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 the key men to make a difference um, I think Lockyer, Lockyer would be up there. I think Deji, um, Deji. I think Deji was a very shrewd signing. I can't see him playing defensive midfield too, midfield too much. I mean, he's solid, but he's he's just his um, footballing brain isn't as 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 neat. It would be a Billick, but Billick was saying different. But I can see him slotting in at three at the back. I can see us playing three at the back quite regularly this season. Um, but yeah, I, I like Lockyer. He's good on the ball. I know. It was a couple of times at Villa where he gave it he gave it away, but at least he's having a go. He looks a lot more composed than Bauer uh, on the ball. So yeah, I think Lockley's going to be good, but we haven't really had much going forward in terms of the final third, and I think that's what's like I said earlier I mean, going to be the, the exciting signings, if you were. Yeah, I mean obviously there's there's it's going to take time for for players to bed in and that, and pre-season is never really a judge but you look at some of the results in pre-season Tom do you worry about the fact that we we get beat a couple of times at Jill's at Ebsfleet and obviously obviously Aston Villa are a very good team but at the same time we go and we go and win a couple of games as well we won well at Daggers we won uh, at Colchester I mean do you read too much into any of those results not at all no not for me I've um I've only seen us live in the Welling game, which I'm not going to judge at all because it's first game of pre-season. And then Villa, um, obviously did comms for, for anyone who's listening to Valley Pass. And I thought we were all right. For the best part of an hour, we were we were OK. Um, obviously, we still conceded. I accept that. And I'm not going to say we were we were brilliant. But Boya said it all in his post-match. We gave away sloppy goals and, and we had chances. We had a few counter-attacks. OK, we didn't finish them off, but we were prepared to have a go from the edge of the box. We were getting players in the right positions. You know, I'm not optimistic enough to say nothing to worry about everyone, but we were okay. And this is a side that has spent 120 odd million in the summer. They've got to the Premier League. They deserve to be there. They've got the likes of McGinn, Trezeguet and Grealish in the middle who, who absolutely ran the show. And yes, we tied towards the end and you know, in the end we were comprehensively beaten, but we had our chances. And on another day, that could easily have been 4-4. Um, we, we did have shots. Um, and as I say, we gave away some sloppy goals. So... That's the only game I've I've seen in its entirety and can fully give a view on. 
Um, and to that end, that's why I'm I'm quite optimistic because I, I think there's a lot of good there. It's just the the squad depth. The squad depth is the main issue. And like you've all said, that that hole in midfield is just massive. How do you replace the likes of Cullen, Bielik and Aribo? It's almost impossible. And so far, we've replaced them with with absolutely no one. If we don't get anyone in there, then we're in for a very tough season. But mm. I'm I'm sure someone is going to come in. Yeah, right. Um, I'll open the, the floor up, as course, to the listeners, as we always do here on Charlton Live. Wayne says, what have we got to get excited about? I'll be going up to Blackburn on Saturday, but seriously, I'm not expecting much. The situation with our club is an utter disgrace. Uh, Cliff Scale says, evening, gents. Glad to have you back. It's going to be a roller coaster this season with plenty of ups and downs, but this time last season, uh, never in a million years did I think we would be in the championship the next year. Let's enjoy it and see where it takes us. It's going to be a tough one, uh, but last season proves that anyone... Uh, anything, sorry, can happen. Uh, remember, this team never gives up. Daniel Trafin, good evening to you. Looking back, looking forward to having Charlton back on uh, Charlton Live back on air. We're pleased to be back. Uh, Peter O'Sullivan says uh, the uh, press day today was pretty depressing. He was hoping that Charlton Live could uh, lighten the mood a bit. So we're, we're going to try and do our best uh, for that. Jim uh, says we may not have a takeover. We may not have had a new signing this week, but we do have Charlton Live back, and that's the most important thing. Uh, Rob Waghorn, things will come together, people. Keep the faith uh, and back both and the whole team it's going to be a good season dare to believe the players will get uh, we will get will be worth the wait cappuccino uh, says welcome back cheers cap um cliff scale so i'm asking where people uh, think we'll finish cliff says we're going to surprise a few teams i predict uh, we will finish uh, 14th uh, hopefully I, I i'm predicting 18 uh, yeah what did i say 18th i'm going for that so far hopefully um, Tony Frost says uh, he hopes that he's right Sammy says uh, we will be okay I'll say we'll finish about 17th Shimpad uh, says I need some reassurance that everything is going to be okay Nathan can you provide any of that yeah we're finishing 12th oh there we go solid cancel the season uh, <laughs> there we go well if Nathan's happy then I'm happy Rod uh, says nice to meet you at the wedding on Saturday yeah Rod was the DJ for my brother's wedding and if anyone was a Charlton supporting DJ oh, I can, can, can recommend yeah, yeah. He was very good. Uh, he says, that as things stand, without those five new players signed up, the strikers in the midfield is not strong enough. So I think we would just stay up. Uh, but with five quality players signed, we might surprise everyone like last season with the team spirit. Vital Cholton says, I know this season is going to be tough, uh, but we all fought the last season. And look, at what happened is because we believed in the team. And if we believe in the team, just like we did last season, there is no telling what we can do this campaign. Dodger says, united we stand, divided we Full Dylan uh, is uh, sat at home having a beer, Charlton live on in the background whilst me and my old man talk about the plan for Saturday. Can't wait for the football season to restart. That sounds like bliss to me, Dylan. And then Adele was uh, warmed up her vocal cords. There she is. Uh, hello, it's me. Looking forward to the season ahead. Hope everyone gets behind the lads. And that's Adele. I'm sure everyone will. I think the good thing is, and obviously, you know, Fans can only play so much of a part and a lack of investment in the team is going to be a big part as well. But fans will stick with the with the, with the players and you know they will. Uh, and hopefully they'll stick together as well. It's, it's, it's going to be a long season, I think. You know, even if we do get these five in, it's, it, it could be a tough season. Um, I'm sure, it, I'm hoping it won't be as bad as everyone as a lot of people are worried it will be, but there's always a danger it will be. But even then, you just hope that everyone will, will, will sort of uh, be able to stick together to some extent anyway. Right, let's start getting ready uh, to look forward to the Blackburn Rovers game uh, just after this break here on Charlton Live, the big match preview. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's going to break for Vettikaili again in the area. Crossball to Taylor! It's 3-1! And Charlton are running away with it here at the Valley! Charlton Live. So welcome back. This is Charlton Live, the big match preview coming to you live on your Thursday evening or via the podcast afterwards. Don't forget to hit subscribe on our podcast feed on Acast or iTunes or anywhere else that you can get your shows. Uh, make sure you, uh, you hit that subscribe button and keep us going here on Charlton Live. Right. Blackburn Rovers coming up Saturday. Um, got promoted the year before we did. So I thought it was quite an interesting start for us, really, isn't it, Blackburn? Um, having had that extra year in the championship, also knowing what it's like to make the step up uh, from League One uh, to to the uh, the second tier of English football. So I caught up with Rich Sharp. He's from the uh, Lancashire Telegraph. And I asked Rich how Rovers are shaping up for the new season. Yeah, not too bad, I think. Um, it's- Got a fairly settled squad, to be honest. Five new additions so far. Um, they might possibly bring in another one before the window, uh, but they've got plenty of players under contract and no real major surgery needed. So um, the big word's been stability over the last few years, uh, particularly since Bobby's taken charge. And I think they're hoping that will probably carry him into um, into a decent position next season. There's obviously been a lot of managerial changes across the championship and a few unknowns and Rovers are probably one of the few who are going into it fairly settled to be honest. Mm, yeah, I mean obviously last season was their, their their first season back up there after after the promotion. It was a fairly comfortable fifteenth place finish. Um what do you think the aims are for this season? Do you think they've got realistically gonna start looking further up the table now? Yeah, to be fair it was disappointing how they fell away last year. Um they won four games in a row in January and that moved them up to eight and they were two points out, two points outside the playoffs and things were looking really rosy and then they won one of the next 11 and that, that's the kind of thing that can happen in the championship and then they finished the season with four wins out of six so it really is was a contrasting season, a bit of disappointment how the season fell away but 15th place, 60 points, um, they'll certainly be looking to try and hit 70 if they can and they can probably crack the top 10 and a possible outside playoff push probably be the aim. But yeah, certainly look to, to kick on and improve on last season will be, uh, will be the first game. Well, how did Rovers find the the step up in quality from, from the, the, the two divisions? I mean, obviously they weren't away from it for that long, but as Charlton fans coming back into the into the league after, after three, four years away... Um, you sort of forget how good the quality can be. I mean, it, did you did you notice a massive step up between League yeah. One and the Championship? 
I think obviously the year Rovers went up, they went up with Wigan and Rotherham, who were um, they, they all came down the year before. So the three that came down went straight back up. So I think there is a big difference. Um, but I, I think there's still enough in that division to think there's enough sides that you can finish above. Um, Rovers never went into the season thinking they were they were going to be scrapping around the bottom bottom four, bottom five. But I mean, obviously Rotherham went down again and, and Wigan struggled. So there is a big gap and you're coming up against big budgets, parachute payments, big crowds, so you're at a disadvantage from, from the balls being kicked, but I think there's enough encouragement there that coming up from League One, um, using that momentum if you can to, to really kick on, and so I, I didn't think it was as big as um, it possibly could have been, but then like you say, Rovers in League, they played in League One with a championship squad pretty much, so they were already in a decent position when um, when they did go up. Mm. Now you mentioned, of course, some of the uh, the transfer business that, that's gone on at Ewood Park. I mean, who are the, the standout players for you that, that have come in this summer? The, the big signing was Sam Gallagher. They splashed out five million five million on him. They've been trying to get him for the last two windows, to be honest. And he was there when they went down uh, from the championship a couple of seasons ago. So he's been the big money move. Um, the big news is probably they sold the goalkeeper David Rea. He went for initial three million to Brentford. Uh, they brought Christian Walton in on loan from from Brighton. Uh, Stuart Down and Bradley Johnson a bit of experience in there, uh, and they've just brought in to- uh, Tosin Adarabio from Man City on loan. So five additions so far. I think they were probably looking for five or six, so they probably ticked most of the boxes. But um, also keeping hold of Dak. Um, Fingers crossed with a week to go, he'll still be he'll uh, still be a Rovers player. So I think everyone's fairly content. I think they probably need another signing to make everybody completely happy. But I think they're shaping up pretty well. Mm. And of course, uh, Tony Mowbray, the manager there, has he been sort of the the right man at the right time over the last couple of years for for Blackburn? Yeah, things seem to have, have calmed down since he's come in. To be honest, both on and off the pitch, um, they've got a chief executive who's based at Ewood Park now. Uh, a manager who's brought things together, and there's a lot better feeling around the club than certainly there was when they when they went down from the championship. And I think Moby can take great credit for that. This is coming into his third season now, so I think he's probably thinking he's going to be judged that bit more on how they do. They probably had a bit of a free hit last year with you know consolidating in, in the championship, and I think now people are wanting to see to see him move forward. But um, yeah yeah because of course you talk about that instability I mean Charlton fans know that very well themselves but the Blackburn did have the the issues with the Venkies and they're they're still there but like you say things just seem to have smoothed over a little bit now is that fair to say from the outside yeah I think there's obviously the, the issues of the past but um like I said I mean Venkies have continued to invest I think that's one thing that you can never you can never really criticise the level of investment has been in there. They've put money into into the playing squad. It was probably the money was spent in the wrong areas. I think that was the main criticism. Um, but they've got people in charge now who know the game and uh, can uh, run in the football club, really. And they're just in the background, really, um, paying the bills as such. So while ever that's going on, I think everyone's they're never going to get brushed over, but they're certainly more in the background than we've um, we've seen. And I think a lot of it comes down to on the pitch and off the pitch, things are fairly stable. And um, 
just ticking along nicely. And like you say, like you say, the situation at Charlton and all the other clubs. I think Rovers have obviously gone through the troubles in the past, but things do seem certainly seem to have calmed down on that front. There's obviously still people who who stay away while while they'll be in charge, and they've obviously got the reasons for doing so. But um, that, that's probably. They probably move further away from the conversation. I think that's probably one thing you can say. Mm. So looking ahead to, to Saturday, I mean, you mentioned uh, Bradley Dack. I'm so I'm certain he'll be be one danger man for Charlton fans to look out for. But who else should the uh, the addicts faithful be wary of on Saturday in the Blackburn side? Um, Adam Armstrong's probably been my man of pre-season. Uh, he, he scored nine in all competitions last year. I think certainly been back to to improve that this year. Uh, He's been playing as like a wide striker for Rovers, uh, coming in off the right, playing very high up the pitch though, uh, darting in and using his pace to get in behind. So I think can see him having a good season this year. So particularly his link up with Dak, I think could be uh, one thing to watch this season. Oh, there we go, Rich Sharp from the Lancashire Telegraph, um, giving us the, the lowdown on Blackburn Rovers. It makes me feel absolutely sick to hear another team <laughs> in the Championship, a mid-table team at that, spending five million pounds on a striker when we haven't spent five million pounds on anything for years and years and years. It's outrageous. Ever, ever. ever. Yeah, um, Blackburn, a good, good test for an opening day, I guess. Lewis, um, you know, I say they, they've got a bit of know-how. I think when they when they went up from from League One, they uh, they were a good side, like like we were last season, but they. You've seemed to have, you know, kept important players like Bradley Dack from that from that year. So yeah, it'd be an interesting one. Yeah, I must say I'm probably a bit surprised actually that Bradley Dack's still there in this window. I thought he might have moved on. Um, so keeping hold of him if they do will be uh, will be a big a big coup for them. And obviously bringing in Sam Gallagher and, and they've I think they brought in Stuart Downing as well. They've got a couple of couple of good players, and I think they've they've got a good keeper in Simon Morton as well. Mm. Simon Morton, I think it was uh, Chris Walton. Sorry, yeah. I saw um, I saw Bradley Dack in. Uh, Bexley Heath bowling only once actually, but I don't know if that's going to uh, have any effect on proceedings Maybe on Saturday Ronan's or missed not. Five yeah. minutes. <laughs> if, if I see him and I say, "Oh, you missed," you got you only got a spare. Could get in his head. Uh, right, Sarah Saunders. Hi all, great to have you back. I'm looking forward to the season. I know it's going to be hard, but no one supports Charlton for an easy life. It's because we love them. Bring on the ups and the downs. CFC uh, facts and stats says four players short, three midfielders to replace Cullen Billick and Ariblo. Uh, plus Grant has not been replaced up front. The Bayer factor will keep us up, but if we get off to a slow start, then the irrational Duchatelet could sack him. The fans will react if that happens. Uh, he's predicting a 21st uh place finish uh, Shinpad says anyone know if Valley Pass will be streaming on Saturday for those that are outside the UK I actually don't know uh, so you have to contact the club for that one I'm afraid Shinpad I haven't spoke to anyone Lawrence says hi guys I'm so glad you're back uh, my commute will sound normal well what a boring summer I'm glad Love Island is over that's a little matter of the championship we've recruited smartly uh, I still uh, still we need players however we won't get Billick or Cullen I think Harriet could do a job for us now there's someone we haven't mentioned at all actually Callum Harriet being training with the club <laughs> I've, I have a love-hate relationship with watching Callum Harriet play football because he is the most frustrating player on earth. But at the same time, he does have a... You know, Bayer said it himself, he's, he's got a little bit of something that we don't really have. We don't have someone who can chuck in a little bit of magic or a, a little bit of a step over at the you know and just create something out of nothing, which, you know, on his day, Callum can do. And I think there's been a couple of occasions in pre-season, Nath, where Callum's done that for me. So would you take a punt on him? As a squad player? Yeah, I would. Um... He, he he was our best player at Colchester, but that's not something to be proud of. We weren't that great, but mm. uh, I think like like you just said, he offers us something different. I think he can play in a ten. He can play on the left of a four. He can play a left of a three up top. So he's he, he's versatile. But I'm with you. He's 
he is frustrating. On his day, he can be unplayable, but I just think sometimes his decision-making lets him down. Mm. But if he does sign, I he, I can't see him being anywhere near the team if we get five loans in. But yeah, yeah I agree. He could, he could offer something, but I don't think he's going to pull up any trees. Yeah, Phil messages in saying, like all Charlton fans after the playoff trial final, I was looking forward to the return to the championship with optimism and hoping for a new over a uh, new owner, but I couldn't have been more wrong. Whilst Arsenal today have broken their transfer record, our billionaire owner won't even sanction a few free transfers. As things stand, we are woefully short in midfield and up front and can't even compete with League One clubs. One positive is Boya, uh, and fingers crossed he'll be able to pull off some decent loan signings. Good luck this season. That's from Phil. Cheers, Phil. Uh, London in it, Giza says, looking forward to Blackburn on Saturday win or lose we are on the booze yeah what happens if we draw though I mean do you have to go teetotal if there's a draw who knows right Red Chasers welcome us back on the Charlton Live Forum cheers Red Chasers Southwest Addicts says three targets uh, for this to be a successful season we've got to stay up we've got to beat Millwall and Rowlands is finally selling up. Hopefully, uh, he said he'll happily settle for two of the three. Or which ones would you go for out of those three? So you could only have two out of them. Stay, so staying up, Millwall winning and Rowlands selling up. Lewis? Lewis? Staying up and uh, Rowland going. Yeah. yeah? Definitely. Yeah? yeah you haven't beat Millwall for about 100 years. Yeah. Yeah. What's one snub- more year? Exactly. Well, one more year. It's not making a difference. Yeah. We have to wait a little bit longer. it's not snowing. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit longer for Millwall. Uh, Mendon Krenazza says, Welcome back, guys. Please, Rowlands, not flogged you off uh, to the highest bidder. Yeah, I mean, I'm open to offers. If anyone, if anyone's got a few more quid than than what I pay myself for this, which is nothing, then I will, I will happily go somewhere else. I'm a mercenary. I'll yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, let's uh, continue looking ahead to, to Saturday. Uh, Lee Bayer, of course, as we said, Addy's Presto today. It's a really long one, so if you want to see more of it, it's on, it's over there on Valley Pass. But he was asked uh, how we're we're shaping up for Saturday in terms of injuries. Um, we've got two out with hamstrings. Uh, Sometimes you do pick up injuries in pre-season because you're pushing them to their limits, you know. Uh, so yeah, two two with hamstrings and we're okay in, in in that area. So thankfully we've got another left back to cover Page. Um, Chuck Sanikay, he's been good pre-season as well, so he's going to be a miss. But it's not so bad. He, I think it's just this game he's going to miss. So we should. Hopefully, have him back for, for the next. Well, they quite a good first half of last season, didn't they? Yeah. Um, obviously, we played them a couple of years ago when, in, in our division when we was in League One. They're, they're going to be well organised. They're going to be solid team. They have players that can hurt you. Um, they're going to be the same as any other team. They're, they're going to have strengths and weaknesses. You know, we're the same. We have strengths. We have weaknesses. So. Um, I'd say that this is probably a good time to play us because of the, the the size of our squad at the moment. But we'll go there and compete. Um, I, I know that, and, and the players that do turn out on Saturday will give everything. But Blackburn, they have got a good, experienced manager, and he's been in the game a long time. And um, so yeah, we'll turn up and we respect them, and I'm sure they'll respect us as well. So we're fitter now than we was this time last year. Um, we're probably one or two players more in, in the squad than what we started with last year. Last year we was going to Sunderland and we couldn't even fill the bench. So um, this year, as it stands today, then we can fill the bench. So. We're a little bit ahead of this time last year. Are your selection options going to be restricted at Blackburn? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because at the moment we 
we have um, Lowell Taylor and Macaulay Bond, two strikers, the only two strikers um, in the building. Uh, and Macaulay's not quite ready yet so to, to start. So, um, yeah, we're limited. We're limited up, up, up in the attacking third. We're from, from the back, we're, we're solid. We've got two very good goalies competing. We've got eight defenders, one's out. So we've got two for every position and, and we're solid everywhere uh, in the back. But in, in the middle of the park, we're short on numbers and, and the attacking third is where we need to strengthen. So the five players we'll be bringing in will all be midfielders or strikers. It goes without saying the championship's going to be far tougher than uh, League One. What are you expecting from it? And what's the essential difference between the two divisions? I'm expecting it to be tough physically. More physically, I think it's going to be quicker. Um, Teams hit you on the break with real pace and they're more ruthless. Um, We've witnessed all of that on Saturday. Um, But the one thing I've noticed by watching all the teams in that division is that they they hurt you more in League One. You can they might need two or three chances to score. Where in this division, what I've noticed and that they don't need as many chances. They just they just hurt you. Um, they, they just punish you, and that's going to be our biggest challenge because we're going to be expansive. We're going to try and play, and nothing's going to change. We're going to play football, and we're going to give the ball away. So we've just got to be make sure we're solid under the ball. Um, so we can try and stop them from having any chances. So there we go, Lee Bo. You're looking ahead to Saturday's uh, season opener up at Ewood Park, Blackburn Rovers. Uh, straight into the injury news then. Chucks and EK uh, did pull up, didn't he, during the Aston Villa game, and he is going to miss this one. Hopefully only that one, by the sounds of it. Similar to, to Gillingham, really. I think he, he, was, uh, he wasn't out for too long, was he? Uh, but we are going to be missing him. And Lewis Page, as we know, is not going to be fit. Uh, he he was injured against uh, was it Gillingham as well yeah and uh, he was set to be out for, for for three or four weeks so uh, not not a great start in terms of fitness of the squad considering uh, where we need to be Tom yeah standard though for us isn't it and obviously Page is a massive loss but uh, we've got Ben Perrington who can come in but Anike I've like really like what I've seen from him uh, thought he was really good in the game against Villa up until that injury as well and. <coughs> Like we've said, we've only got Lyle up front, um, apart from McCauley, and I, I can't see him starting. Uh, it'd be a bold bold decision to play him. So you're looking at probably someone like Johnny Williams having to play off Lyle Taylor, um, unless we do a bit of business tomorrow and get someone in or Harriet signs. Um, so it's going to be up front where we struggle. Um, defensively, I think, as I say, we've got that cover for Page. But again, if you're going to have a small squad and, and Boyer wants to push them and get them fit, you're going to take this risk with injuries. And unfortunately, that's just how we've been. How long have we been saying that on this show? Ever since Roland took over, we've had a small squad and every time we've struggled with injuries. So it's no surprise. But to get them this early on is is obviously frustrating. Mm, so how do we how do we set up on, on Saturday then? We've seen a couple of different formations. Is that, are we going to go with a three at the back or with, with wing backs? Are we going to go uh, a four at the back with a diamond? Um, you know, who's your first choice goalkeeper? That's an interesting one. Dylan's been given the number one shirt. So do you assume he starts on, on Saturday? And, you know, does Macaulay Bond come straight into start? I mean, it sounded, from what Bo you were saying, it sounds like he won't. I mean, what, what, there are a few decisions you've got to make there, Lewis, and I'm putting them all on you right all now. On me, yeah. I'll pick the side. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd stick with Dills in goal. I think after last season and everything, I think you've got to give him that, give him that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably go three at the back. Yeah. Uh, Lockyer, 
I'd play Piercy. I think it'd be really important to play Jason Pierce. Um, and then Navi, and then Perrington and Jig still as wing backs. Mm. And then it's probably going to be Prattley, uh, Forster Kasky, Lapsley, I imagine. And then maybe Williams and Williams and Lyle up top. Yeah. Or no, Williams just off him. Now, if I mean, is there any, anyone in, in particular you want to see in in the starting lineup? Do, do, you, do you start Pierce? Do you start Nabby? I wouldn't play Nabs. You wouldn't. Nope. No. no I'd play with. I'd Deji. play. De- I'd play Deji, Lockie, and um, Piercy. Yeah. 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 He's not ready, as Bo said, and if you need to chase a game and you've got two strikers on, you ain't going to be having any some bit of pace off the off the bench. So I can imagine Williams playing just off Lyle. There's not much else you can do really All with right. the squad we've got. Yeah. All right, so we've we've got ten seconds each. A quick preview, Tom. Uh, a, a, a prediction. Full preview. One all. One all. Lou. One nil. Charlton. Nice. Nil nil. Nil nil. There we go. So unbeaten. Oh, Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. I'll take a nil-nil right now. I'll take you yeah, to so bite your hand off for it. Right, this has been Charlton Live, the big match preview. Don't forget, we'll be back with our full Charlton Live show on Sunday evening on Maritime Radio. Uh, you can join us live here at 7 o'clock. All of our shows are, of course, uh, available on podcast as well, so make sure you subscribe to us uh, on Acast or on iTunes or wherever you want to get your podcast shows. Right, this has been Big Match Preview. Uh, I've been Louis Mendes. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back here on Sunday evening. Let's hope that the addicts can get off to a good start uh, to life back in the championship. We'll see you on Sunday. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.